Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I am joined today once again by Mr. Charles Rockhill. I'm here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. Uh, we had to re-record the intro because we had some technical glitches, but Charles declared, I'm not leaving. And then I said, you don't have to. And then we realized that one day very soon that will be the situation because mm-hmm. we'll be living together and you won't have to go home. <laughs> You'll be home. I'm going to wake up, walk into the living room, <laughs> possibly well, where, wherever you end up recording in the living room or your room, uh-huh. and then be the living room. record and then turn around and go right back to sleep. Right. <laughs> but I mean, how convenient for you and Chloe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say before when you were like, Oh, uh, cause I was listening to the Rachel and Chloe episodes, uh, yeah. on my way here on, uh, when Chloe was like, oh, like I want to, I think for maybe for her birthday or something, wanted to have <laughs> yes, a girls yeah. night. And I was like, one, hi. Two, totally part of girls night. Oh, yeah. That goes without saying. And then I was like, I'm just, I'm still worried about the cats and Harley. Even though I'm sure okay. they'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, look at Desi. That's what he does most of the time. Yeah. He's unconscious right now. <laughs> Penny's angrier than she's ever been. But that's just Penny. Yeah. And every, it's always just one uh, percent higher than the last time i was here yeah yeah um and then sometimes uh she will attack desi and get out all the aggression mm-hmm. and then she'll be sweet for a little bit again but <laughs> for 10 to 15 is minutes. it genuine it's not genuine guys it's a thursday episode whoa hey lady calm yeah. down wow so I wanted to ask you about um, any more media wrecks you have. Did yes. I have anything? No. I, I'm tapped. I still have... Um, oh, sorry. So we did movies. We I still have movies, yeah. music, Broadway, stuff, oh, I'm and Netflix. I'm so excited about stuff. But let, yeah, let's start with music. Music. Um, besides, we talked about Beyonce and her husband's new album. Everything is Love. Um, Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande have a new song out. That's coming on Nikki's album, uh, Queen, I believe it's called. I have not heard it yet. I've just seen the, uh, photos of them together. The album is called Queen. The song that they put out together is called Bed, and it is uh, very sexy. Ooh. It is, you know, Peanut, about on. being in a bed, perhaps sure. with a gentleman. You know what happens there. Yep. It's sex. Uh, it's really sexy. Um, I Why like it. Why didn't they hire me to do that during <laughs> the... It's, they're talking about sex. <laughs> it's sex. Like, if you could have, like, you know how when they put out albums and then on Spotify, like, every so often they'll have the artist explain what's happening? <laughs> but it was if it was Nicki Minaj and Ariana Grande, but you were explaining it? Yeah. Hi, it's Allison. Hi. <laughs> you like this sexy song? It's about sex. Yeah. This song is about butts. <laughs> butts. Butts. Big butts. Because they're the best butts. Um, Honey, and then I'm sick of you sabotaging my show. We can't have you on the soundboard. Yeah. Um, and then, in addition to that, there's a big rumor <gasps> that this Friday... <gasps> Britney Spears will be dropping her new single. What? And How excited are you? Very excited. They're, they're 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 debating. There's two different rumors about what the title could be. One of them, is, the name of the song, could be Apple Pie. <gasps> Not sure where that's going to go. Yeah, well, like, where is that leak from? Yeah. Uh, well, fan, like, the Britney fandom is insane. Yeah. Um, Do they then, have people on the inside? Oh, yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, and then there's another song... Um, I think it's called I Feel So Something When I'm With You or something. I'm like, that one sounds like a ballad. But uh, anytime that she announces a new single, I'm like, this sounds like a weird name for a song. And then it comes out and I'm like, fuck yes. (laughs) Do you get less excited for ballads or are you like also on board? I just don't think that she should. Oh, 
Penny is in your sink. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I've accepted that this is my life now. <laughs> um, I no, I I just don't think that Britney should. Ever, I don't think anyone should ever really lead with a ballad unless you're Adele. Yeah, um, she I she doesn't have that kind of voice. Yeah, but I do yeah. like her. Every once in a while, she comes out with a ballad. I like like every time. Or I'm not a girl yet, not a woman. Yeah. Um, that uh, then I mean, and then I'm gonna see her later this month, so I'm very excited. Ooh, where are you? Or later her? in July, uh, Radio City. Hell yeah. That's what I bought myself instead of going on vacation. <laughs> nice. I mean, that'll be an emotional vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will be screaming. <laughs> um, so if she if she has a new single drop, supposedly this Friday, I'm assuming that it will be part of the show. Sure. Hoping. Sure, hoping, sure, sure. hoping, hoping, hoping. Um, and then they're saying that the album will come in September and that Lady Gaga is featured on a song. Ooh. And that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be very fun. Uh, I guess the uh, uh, VMAs just happened. The movie awards. The movie awards. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the VMAs. Okay, I was like, why didn't I hear about it? I really want to watch it. But uh, Lady Gaga was like serving '90s Gwen Stefani, her Ooh. look. It was very cool. Okay. Um. Oh my God! I know what I can wreck. Uh, lip sync battle. You know what I'm, I'm going to yep. say? Okay. Mm-hmm. Alicia Silverstone uh, performed, and she was dressed as Cher. And share uh, from Clueless. <laughs> yep. Very important uh, detail. And uh, she, it was a Iggy Azalea, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, which is a terrible song. But her doing it as Cher from Clueless, she looks phenomenal. She's yeah. like 46. Yeah, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. By the way, she credits that to being vegan. What, what? Um, but Because, she, yeah, because Iggy was Cher in the video. Now it's coming full circle. Full circle. It's great. It's so She's good. wearing the fucking yellow plaid yep. from the movie. I was screaming. Like, I was Chrissy Teigen watching it. Chrissy Teigen looked like she was having an orgasm. Yep. She was just like, Aah! I wonder if it's the same costume or if they recreated it. I, yeah, I don't know. She looked great, though. Yeah. Um, um, you know yeah. that she, in, um, in Kyle Richards' show, she's playing Kyle Richards' mom. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like... Because Kyle Richards and Kim Richards, I guess, in that show are children. It's right. called American Woman, and Alicia Silverstone plays their mom oh, on the show. And I want to, I want to check it out. Yeah, it she's a, a couple really good actress. I think she's underrated. Um, I'm a fan, so that's my recommendation. Go watch Alicia Silverstone as Cher from Clueless, lip syncing. <laughs> uh, any other recs? Um, we want. I have a bunch. Of st- I have a. You said you had Netflix. Right? Netflix. A couple of Netflix things. Um, I binged both seasons of dear white people oh okay i saw the first one and i loved it i haven't seen the second season um i also uh obsessed with the break with michelle wolf oh yeah i only see it in clips online um did you see the one about the new york times um Maybe it was just an online video, but they make fun of their op-ed writers. No, maybe that is just okay, an online one. Okay, the guy one. who plays like the Willy Wonka type character, his name is Michael Hartney, and okay. he's from UCB. Okay. And he's like insanely talented, but he's so good in that video. I'll check it out. Well, it makes sense that they're using UCB people because Michelle Wolf used to do stand-up at UCB all the time. I, I, it's really, I fell in love with her during her HBO special, but then the White House Correspondence Dinner really did it for me, and now I really just can't get enough. Yeah, I 
I find she, I really makes, miss her at Whiplash. I mean, Whiplash isn't a show anymore, but she hasn't done stand up at UCB since Whiplash. She she like comments about how her voice is so annoying and grating, and I I, I honestly find it very comforting. And it's I don't know soothing. Why. No, yeah. I really like her voice. And um, I don't know why she thinks. I get. I guess I understand why people would say that, but I really enjoy her voice. I agree. I feel like I never really i was spoiled by her and aparna doing a lot of stand-up at ucb and now they're both gone and i miss them so much um there's another um there's a comedy special that just dropped on netflix uh today i believe by um an australian comic her name is hannah gadsby oh i know hannah okay so have you heard about her show nanette um no um it's her new special i'm not sure where it was filmed but it was filmed in a much bigger place than I saw it because I saw it live a couple weeks ago with Chris and Will because um, he was a big fan of hers before that. Um, it is very funny, but it is there like you need trigger warnings because it goes to some very dark places for a comedy special. Like her talking about her own life. Yes. Yeah. Um, she is um, a lesbian stand up comic. She but not in like it's 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 interesting. She has a different perspective from other LGBT comics I've seen. She's not like an Ellen. She's not like a Tig. She has a, her very own unique perspective, but it is very dark. Yeah. Like, trigger warnings for, like, a, like domestic abuse and rape and, like, mm. just, it's, like, I don't know how to explain it. Just sounds it's, very intense and real. For for a comedy special? Yeah. Yes. I, but it is very good. I, by the way, I shouldn't say I know Hannah. I met her years and years and years ago at a comedy festival, and she was lovely and so talented. Um, I'd never heard of her before Chris took me to the show. Yeah. I mean, I, really I only know it. her because I was at an Australian comedy festival. Yeah. So I like, I met all the Australian comics. Uh, Australia has a lot of brilliant comics. Um, I have an opposite comedy special recommendation Ali Wong's new yeah. comedy special. She is so incredible. She's so pregnant during it. And she is just screaming about how much being pregnant sucks. Is that also on there? Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) We, me, Chloe, and Rachel watched it at like one o'clock in the morning. We were trying to stay awake right before we left for Cuba Mm -hmm. because we were going to have to get a car. So we were putting on comedy specials. So like we put on Tignataro's new special, which is great. Very funny. Um, and we put on alleys and we were like kind of start to fall asleep. And then she like she would scream and wake us up mm-hmm. and we would like hear a joke and laugh and then <laughs> fall back asleep. And then she would scream like we kept it felt like a endless dream of Ali Wong just <laughs> screaming about how she hates being pregnant. But it's really funny. Um, and she actually she has like a lot of important political messages within it mm-hmm. where she talks about maternity leave and all of that stuff and how pregnant people get fucked over when it comes to that. Uh, she's just great. I really like her. She's very funny. She's very fun. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, or even her first special too, which she was also pregnant during. She, yeah, the last two comedy specials she's been pregnant, which is amazing. Um, was, just she's every single time she had a special, she was like again. I, I'm just, pregnant again. Yep. Yeah, it's her gimmick now. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps getting knocked up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, and she's so little and she's so comically large, like her. Oh, her yeah. belly it's so oh, she yeah, looks yeah. adorable it's very cute um but yeah cute's a terrible word i'm sorry i said cute my last uh netflix recommendation is a a show uh, it's like a reality show it's a makeover show called 100 percent hotter Ooh. it is um three three british it's it's definitely a british tv show that netflix was just like great we'll take it and we'll put it <laughs> yeah, on ours that's their job um there's 
two women and a gay dude who are making over these people. Um, super big crush on the dude. His name is Daniel. Okay. He has very good hair and Ooh. some tattoos and piercings. Oh, and boy. Just like, hmm. Hottie, uh, hottie. And an English, English accent. Oh, stop. Um, but they uh, they take people who, usually it's a little bit extreme, like people with like bright pink mohawks or um, like a lot of alternative models and stuff like mm-hmm. that, who are, or girls who are doing the like over tanning pink Barbie kind of look. Mm-hmm. And they just like, we understand what you're going for. We're going to tone you down and make this more of like an everyday thing while not stripping away your personality. Right. So you're still doing what you want to do, but we're like elevating it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're making it like something where people aren't going to go <gasps> when they see you right. and they'll just be like, oh, you look well, really Well, that's great. what I like about Queer Eye. You know, they're like, like Tan, when he goes into people's closets, he's like, okay, I see what you're going for, mm-hmm. but you're like missing the mark and yeah. I'll, I'll just help you recalibrate a little bit so yeah. you hit what you're trying to get. Not like, this is my vision of who I want you to be. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, they also, it's the first show that I've seen that has um, some people that they're making over that are transgender or gender fluid or gender queer. Nice. And I don't see that a lot on TV and I was like, they yeah. really are very respectful yeah there's one episode uh his name is skyler um on season two of queer uh queer eye and um, season two of queer of queer (laughs) uh i mean it used to be called queer eye for the straight guy and now it's just queer eye so maybe one day it'll be queer (laughs) 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 you guys did you see season three of q (laughs) um yeah, so they have one episode where they're um, making over a transgender man, and it's really good because, um, like, the the Fab Five don't have a lot of knowledge about transgender people, so, like, mm-hmm. they're learning in a very respectful way. Um, and there's, like, a really moving scene where Skyler gets his driver's license fixed, so the sex says male. Oh, cool. And he had been, like, fighting for that for so long, and they had been, like, giving him the runaround for so long. And were so mean to him when he went in to get his ID, where they were like, come back when you're finished before <gasps> his operation. They said that on the show? Uh, he uh, tells the story oh, okay. about oh, so that happening. And, like, is well, in tears. that's still awful. Yeah. But. So, like they go with him to get the ID and like, that's such a big deal to him, obviously, um, un- understandably, but it's a really moving episode. Is that episode? Cause I know they filmed part of the season in Australia. Oh, did right? they? Didn't they? Is anybody Australian on the show? Maybe they haven't got, how far did you watch the whole season? Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought maybe they're shooting season three already. Yeah. Maybe that's season three. I don't remember anybody being Australian. Cause I, I was seeing on Twitter that they were, over there interesting maybe are they going se- global maybe that's season three maybe i don't know i don't know um spoiler they're film. they're pumping those seasons out quick though they are i'm glad though because there's only eight episodes and yeah. i'm like i need my fix well, there's only like 12 episodes of any netflix show and i'm like it takes me a full year <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand how tan doesn't constantly bring up to anthony that he has 15 different uh uh, uh what is that uh, that book um a little life oh, shirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I read an interview that partly explains why he has so many. He like developed a relationship with the author. The author likes him a lot and is thrilled that he's a fan of the book. So she sent him like a tote bag and like five different shirts. Okay. So he like reps for her on the show, which is cute and I get it. But I'm also like, Anthony, mm. we're gonna chat. Yeah. He also got a t shirt from the strokes because they had to 
pre-approve all of his graphic t-shirts for the show okay so they wrote to the strokes and they were like here's the show is it okay if anthony wears this shirt of yours on it and they were like it's totally fine we're really flattered but that's a fake shirt that he bought oh so we'll send a real shirt uh, and they sent like a bunch of swag to him and he said he got the care package and burst out crying oh that's nice (laughs) um yeah so it partly explains why he has so many of those shirts but i'm also (laughs) like is Change he, it up, baby. Is he still just doing avocado toast for everyone? Okay. In defense of Anthony, <laughs> I will say this. I feel like, you know how Tan is like, I see what you're going for and I'll help you recalibrate. I feel like Anthony in the same way is like, I don't want to overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. So here's a very basic thing you can make that's like slightly elevated past. Like you, you usually make wraps. I'm going to show you like a fancier wrap you can make. Okay. I think that's what he's going for because every once in a while he busts out like a really impressive piece of knowledge. And I'm like, I think you know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think he's just sort of like, I don't want you to feel like you can't cook. So, okay. So know? it's not like the original, the, the original Queer Eye Ted was, Ted was very, and he was like, I'm going to, we're going to make a three course meal that you are going to make like it three times a week. Much. I like, I honestly, can you imagine if you barely know how to dress yourself and somebody like that comes in and is like, you have to do this. Like, so I think that's what Anthony is going for where he's like, you can eat well every day and I'm not going to overwhelm you. Yeah. I think. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. The, I watched the first season and the only guy that I really liked is the hair guy. Oh, Jonathan. I have a theory that Jonathan is low key the smartest person on the show. Mm -hmm. Like every once in a while he busts out like a historical fact or like they brought up the fact that like he's brilliant at playing the violin. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, or at least he was when he was a kid. That's cool. Um, I think he's a genius. (laughs) I I find him really entertaining and everyone else. Everyone else is fine. Yeah. But they're very like. Toned down a little bit. I'm on TV. This is what I'm going to talk. And Jonathan is just like living. Let's go. Yeah. Let's have fun. He's such a doll and he's so kind and compassionate. And I mean, all the guys strike me as being that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't like Bobby after season one. And now I really like Bobby. Okay. I didn't like him because there was that terrible episode um, where they were in the South and um, there was the episode with the cop. Did you see that one? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I watched the first season. I didn't love it like a lot of people I know love it, but it was but fine. like, Karama, like, Bobby knew that Karama was going to get pulled over by the cop. Right. And there was going to be that yeah. thing and didn't tell him. That's fucked up. And I was like, that is so fucked. But, so I didn't like Bobby. But after season two, I like him because they go into his background um, growing up in a deeply religious community and being cast out by the church and like he's obviously like traumatized from it mm. and cries oh, I've heard a about lot that. I've heard about season. that episode. Yeah, yeah. But he like he comes across as like very sweet and very compassionate. So I was like, all right. I don't forgive you for the that incident, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like I feel like because people told me that the first season was so moving and they cried at every episode and I didn't and it was just like on and I was like this is fine. Yeah. I feel like maybe I'm just like empty inside. <laughs> I don't think so. Watch season two, episode one. That's okay. the one that like g- everybody shook from it. Okay. Like I feel like the Fab Five changed just as much as the woman they were helping. They're helping a woman? Yeah. Uh, oh, this really, okay. really kind, wonderful woman uh, who wants a community center built for her church. So it gets into a bunch of like religious stuff and Bobby's experience with the church and she and Bobby have conversations that like it's unbelievable. It's so, like you wish every Christian was like her. Okay. Um, it was so good. 
<sighs> I wish I could watch it again for the first time. <laughs> Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. If you have more wrecks, we can do them at the end of the episode. I might, yeah. Um, here is your bad news. Sorry. Oh. I don't know why I was so excited. Meh. So obviously we've been talking a lot about the child internment camps in the bad news section of the show because that uh that's pretty bad news. Yeah. That was one of the nightmare scenarios I think um, progressives talked about when Trump became president. We were like countdown to the internment camps and now they're here. Did, okay. Didn't even take one <clears throat> full term. Didn't. Yep. He's moving along at a good clip. So there is a article at Jezebel about um, and it was originally reported by CNN of what customs and border protection is like handing out to parents as they take away their children. And it's a flyer um, that says next step for families. And it's the most surreal document I've ever seen. Uh, where it's like, step one, you are currently in the custody of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection. In case you didn't know that. <laughs> right. Hello, yeah. this is us. <laughs> you have been charged with the crime of illegal entry into the United States. Within the next 48 hours, you will be transferred to the custody of the U.S. Department of Justice and will be presented before a judge for having violated this law. So then step three, and this is in bold because I imagine they're having to field this question a lot, is how do I locate my children? <laughs> I... Can you imagine typing this document and then like photocopying it a bunch and then handing it out to people and then reading it? You you just read that and I looked over here as if there was a camera like the office <laughs> I could look at. I was like, it was a gym look. Anyone else <clears throat> can see this? Hello? Here's, I don't know why I did that. So like they've taken your child. They've stolen your child. Uh, step three. How do I locate my children? Action one. Call U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Call Center. I'm sure that number isn't being, you know, I'm not sure it's constantly overrun. busy. Yeah. Um, action two, call the ORR parent hotline. Oh, and by the way, um, you might not speak English. So this is helpful. Uh, action three, friends, family, ORR staff, and legal representatives can assist you by emailing ICE (laughs) or the ORR. Uh, and then step four is like after your court hearing. But the fact that there is a document that says, how do I locate my children? The fact that it says, how do I locate my children? And then it gives you a phone number and or an email when odds are any phone that you had, if you had it, has probably been taken away from you. Sure. So, yeah. And then you're going to be stuck in a detention center until you're in front of this yeah, judge. You're There's going no through, way that you're going to be able yeah, to call this. You're number. going through a whole legal process. You have to appear in front of a judge. You're fighting not to be deported. And it's like, oh, yeah, just call our 800 number or like email us. You've got Wi-Fi, right? Yep. You have Wi-Fi? Do you have Wi-Fi? What's the what's 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 the what's the password here? Oh, it's uh, we took your kids. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) (laughs) What a bunch of fucking monsters! I shouldn't have laughed that loud at that. If you work for ICE or Customs Border Enforcement, whatever the fuck, either if you if your job is to take kids from their parents. Find another fucking job. Yeah. Also, you're in violation of all types of international laws. Like, if the United States respected international law, which obviously we don't. We haven't for quite some time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anything, I've said this before on the show, but anything that France votes for, we're like, that's gay and we're not doing it. <laughs> um, 
but if we like respected human rights laws and stuff like that anybody who did this job of separating children from their parents would be locked up or tried in the hague yeah this is like i don't like usually i feel like in the past when we have done something that's not the un would be like hey 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 stop that knock it off knock we, it off like some whoever's in charge it's usually like oh i'm sorry like hey if they even address it at all but they're just kind of like charm their way out of it maybe right and this i feel like the tr- the administration is just like shut up yeah like we don't do fucking this. care it's it's arrogant it is immoral it's monstrous this is why i'm like we can't make emotional or moral appeals to these fucking people we can't be like but what you're doing is immoral because they don't care but they're definitely pro-life they're definitely pro-life they're listen we know they're raging hypocrites we've pointed that out ad nauseum it doesn't fucking matter they don't care that they're hypocrites they feel no shame in being hypocrites they don't consider these individuals to be human they don't think their lives are important or valid so we have only one option and that's obviously direct action to occupy like occupy ice detention facilities and refuse to leave sh- like block vehicles all of that stuff but also win fucking elections mm-hmm. and pay attention to what the fucking courts are doing with throwing voters off uh rolls and stuff like that because republicans know they have to steal the election they won't win yeah i know i i think at least the date for new york has passed yes. um i hope that you are all registered Yes. Um, I hope that California does not become three states. That's like <laughs> one of the decent things that Facebook does. If you are on Facebook, they ask you if you're registered to vote. And mm-hmm. if you're not, they show you the steps that you need to get registered. It was actually a thing that I signed up for leading up into the primaries for the presidential election. But it was like a thing that BuzzFeed does where I get text messages from them telling me oh, good. when to vote, where I can vote. And like the times that my thing is open oh, that's and great. what I'm voting for. And I'm just like, that's great. I forgot that I do it. And every once in a while it just pops up on my phone. I'm like, Oh yeah. Elections are coming up. Yeah. And like, listen, I know we have a broken electoral system and sometimes you're, you're choosing between like bad and worse, but on this issue, it, this was a pretty stark divide between the Democrats and the Republicans. Yeah. Listen, I d- from what I understand, we're not running any pedophiles. We're not running any open racists. Yeah. We're not running that we know of. That we, that we know <laughs> yeah. of, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So we, we have that on them. We just need to vote all those horrible people out. Yes. Um, also in bad news, and this is just classic America, uh, the U.S. is expected to uh, disengage from the U.N.'s Human Rights Council. We're Why? just piecing out. Just We're just bo- piecing out. Uh, allegedly over anti-Israel bias, which always means pointing out Palestinians are people. And being like, hey, should we not slaughter Palestinian children and uh, women? Is that, can we, maybe Israel, you could knock that off a little bit? Should we stop giving them money and guns and so like, they could do this? I wasn't aware I was sitting with a bunch of anti-Semites telling me who I shouldn't kill. And then uh, the U.S. is like, us too, for some reason. <laughs> uh, and then we they both leave. But also, in light of what's happening with the child internment camps, guys... Every time I say it, I just have a mini stroke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it makes sense, right? That we're bouncing from any sort of human rights council because we don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, and when I say we, I mean the government. I'm honestly surprised that we're still in it. <laughs> you know, I think it was one of those things where it was like, you know, when you're on a, a group text message and you mute it. Yes. I think that was our situation. Okay. Yeah. Before 
you get the notification like leave conversation right like you've muted it for a while yeah yeah. and we finally we we left the conversation, left the conversation. yep with israel holding hands i just had to do that twice on facebook messenger. <laughs> guys don't start group text messages on facebook messenger it's awful see i i use it for improv That's and different. i yeah <laughs> i had my and i only use whole it family in one. Oh no i was like God, ooh, no. Thank God my parents haven't really gotten into like group text messages. I'll just get like the odd text message that's like, love you, honey. And I'm like, love you too. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so like I have friends who will send me Facebook messages and I was like, You have my phone number. Just text just text what are you doing? That's weird. Stop it. Stop yeah, it right I'm not now. like in love with the format of Facebook Messenger. No. I would rather text people. It's just like uh uh Chris is um has uh, critiqued the fact that when I DM people on Twitter because I also hate that that I'll just be like here's my phone number just text me <laughs> and he's like you just met them I don't like DMs I, I don't get the alerts neither do I so I'm like just text me so I actually fucking see it because I it'll like it'll be in my inbox for up to weeks yeah. before I'm like oh there's a little number over there what's that <laughs> yeah uh, let's see what else do I have Oh, uh, there was another shooting in Trenton, USA, USA, Oh, I did hear USA. Oddly, very briefly, I only heard about this for like a blip. Yeah, and I'm wondering because of the child internment camps, uh, I just had another stroke. Um, understandably, that's like a huge, huge news story and it should be. Um, or maybe it's just like mass shooting fatigue, like... 22 people were injured, but I don't think anybody was killed as far well, as I know. So it was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But su- suspect killed. The suspect was killed. Okay. But in terms of the victims. Um, At least no one died? Yeah, it was like, oh, it's not so bad. 22 people just got shot, but nobody died. That's what it's like living in America right now. People are going to hold this up and be like, look, they were only hurt. Right. This is why we should all keep our guns. Yeah. No one died. No one died. And also, by the way... When people get shot, it can be like a life-altering injury. Yeah, just because you're living doesn't mean that you could like walk again. Living or maybe well, like yeah. I shouldn't say that. Move. That's very ableist. But like, um, like it 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 could potentially change your life. It's not like you got winged by a bullet and it just yeah. heals and you're okay. Um, it could be damaging to your internal organs. Yeah. for the rest you of your could life. Need multiple surgeries. Yeah, very very expensive surgeries. Um, so yeah, this was at an arts festival. <laughs> Okay. Arts and Musical Festival in Trenton, New Jersey. Anyone who, at this point, since the government's not going to do anything, anyone who survives a mass shooting, the government should pay all their medical bills. Mm. And anyone who, unfortunately, dies, the government should pay all of their funeral costs. Yeah, it's the casualty of being a U.S. citizen. Since our government won't do anything about do anything, gun control, yeah. At least pay for it. Um, the victims. But, like, numerous fights had already broken out at this festival. So, like, imagine if, like, guns hadn't gotten involved. Like, whatever. There were numerous fights. Like, I don't know what was going on. But, like, people kept getting in fights. But if there had not been a gun, that's where it would have ended. And the cops would have broken it up. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I had no idea that there was a music festival in Trenton. That seems like a weird place to have it. But no, that's besides the point. Trent, there's really cool parts of Trenton. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, it, that would have arts festivals and music festivals and stuff like that. Um Trenton's kind of one of those towns I hear or cities I hear about and I go, Ugh. yeah, I'm not sure why. I mean, there's a lot of poverty, uh, but there's also like, it's kind of like Harlem. Like there's also like this thriving oh. 
arts community. I'm sorry. That's like probably not fair to Harlem. Uh, Harlem's way better than Trenton. Harlem's fucking awesome. Harlem's dope. But it's sort of like that. Yes, they have mass poverty. Yes, there's a lot of problems with drugs and stuff like that. But also there is like this pretty thriving arts community. Weird digression. Um, You know how uh, Neil Patrick Harris and his husband and children have a townhouse in Harlem? No, I did not know that. Um, they do. Okay. Um, and during his weird uh, dismissive bullshit with Rachel Bloom. Oh, I was going to ask you if you had heard about that. Um, no, but if you go to his bio, it literally has the address to his townhouse. Because he was asking for gifts. Yes. Oh, so you do know about this. I yeah. do. Guys, if you missed this, this was insane. So <laughs> has what nothing came, to do with the story what at came all. first? It was that he was shady to Rachel Bloom, right? Yes, because he was watching the Tonys, I guess, in L.A. with his children at their at that house, yeah. at that palatial house that he has. Um, and I guess his son was commenting. His son was like, who's that lady backstage? She says like and um a lot, which it's infuriating. Yeah. That, like, his, like Neil Patrick Harris should have been like, don't tell a woman how to talk. That's just like what he should have said to his son. But instead, he fucking tweeted it like his son had made an insightful comment. And then Rachel Bloom goes, hello, that was me. I met you once and we spoke for 15 minutes. And also my husband used to write for your show, How I Met Your Mother, and wrote this episode that was a pivotal episode for your character. Yeah. Met multiple times. Ugh. Recently spent 15 minutes together backstage at a Broadway show talking to one of the stars. Brutal. And then Neil Patrick Harris had to be like, oh, thanks for the reminder or something like that. He said, oh yeah, thanks for the reminder. And then I guess the next day actually tweeted an apology after the internet destroyed him. It was... (laughs) so uncomfortable i was like cringing reading it then he uh, what's happening is it his birthday yeah his birthday is either coming up or just happened so, so he is a multi-millionaire yep. and he goes if anybody wants to send me presents and then he puts his address in his twitter bio i think it says even in the thing he said if you want to send presents something about them being the more expensive the better or something i was like do i hate you after that and rachel bloom i was like are you a terrible person well it's it's so weird like because he did like like coming out and then like he's done a lot for lgbt actors and people in hollywood and like he opened a lot of doors for people and then to just be this i don't but know did he, he do it deliberately or is it just like he, he was himself his uh he was just himself oh wait nope he's oh he's tweeting about all the presents that he got but his address is no longer in his twitter bio like, like there fuck are you for asking for presents dude you're a wealthy like man piles of stuff that why people is sent anyone him. sending him shit i can understand like maybe sending like fan stuff like stuff that or you like made. promotional stuff like really sure. this is my album i made yeah but like not toys and presents and Ugh, that's so gross especially like i don't know just the political climate right now to see a rich man being like send me gifts is like <laughs> ew i hate <laughs> you go but out and buy whatever you want yeah shut you have up all the money you have a townhouse in harlem you have a whole house in harlem but also i i'm friend no big deal guys i'm friends with a lot of people who are like theater people and I told them the Neil Patrick Harris, Rachel Bloom thing. And all of them universally were like, am not surprised. Okay. They were like, he strikes me as that type of person. And uh. I was like, yikes. Because I, I was a fan. I'm like not a super fan. But I, anytime he He's was on talented. something, I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Neil yeah. Patrick Harris, great. Anytime he hosted the Tonys, I was like, oh, this could be good. Yeah. Um, but don't be a douchebag, dude. Yeah. Gross. Weird digression. Sorry. No, that's bad news. That us finding out Neil Patrick Harris is a bad person. <laughs> This bad news. Um, so there's a story over at the New York Times about how the Koch brothers 
are um, working to undermine public transportation what? as part of their global mission of villainy. Um, Under okay. Yeah, like kill public transportation projects, like local public transportation projects. Um, and their group is the Americans for Prosperity. So anytime you, f you see that name, that means the Koch brothers who are oil billionaires and who are obviously fans of small government because they don't want the government coming in and saying, hey, uh, you can't pollute the environment like this because <laughs> it undermines uh, their profits. So they always want to make government small. They want to, um, and by extension, they want to sabotage big government projects like public transportation. I mean, what is the end game specifically for the public transportation thing? To make government so tiny that you can drown it in a bathtub, which is a an old quote that's always dragged out to explain the Republican mindset. But their mission is always just to undermine government projects at every step of the way. Regardless of what they are? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I didn't know if it was and also like, we don't want people getting around. Well, also, if people take public transportation, then they're not driving cars. Okay. <laughs> so they're not using gas. So the oil companies don't make money. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, that's what happened in California. California used to have something called the Red Line, which was um, kind of like trolley cars people could take around. Oh yeah, like San Francisco. Yeah. And but everywhere. The, and the oil companies got together and um, basically murdered it. Mm -hmm. uh, so people would have to drive everywhere on highways and use more gas. Fair enough. So that's the Koch brothers' new <laughs> obsession. Um, and they're right now focused on this one particular article is about um, Antoc. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, please don't tweet me a million times. <laughs> it's a quiet Nashville suburb. And a bunch of people working for the Koch brothers were recently there going door to door and asking questions like, do you agree that raising the sales tax to the highest rate in the nation must be stopped? Which is an incredibly biased way of saying we would have to raise taxes to pay for this project that would benefit everyone. That's how taxes work. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Your taxes probably wouldn't go up if the Koch brothers paid theirs. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. A great point. And also, it, it's just a very biased way of thinking about paying slightly more in taxes to ultimately save people a lot of money down the road. Because if you can take public transportation, yeah. then you don't have to pay for a car. And then there's the environmental costs as well. You know, um, the earth won't cook itself. <laughs> oh, you mean that like using your tax dollars to better the society isn't what the ultimate goal of the country should be? Yeah. And it has always been the, the our, our system. You know, we've always had socialism in, in, in the form of taxes because everybody paying a nickel doesn't really impact any one individual, but a bunch of nickels together is a lot of money. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, guys... I'm just going to start walking around with a sock full of nickels now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? Why did you just yell at me? Penny just sat up and screamed. Weirdo. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, it's that time of the episode. Jump up and down. Here is your good news. Woo! Woo! 
So first good news item I teased, I think on yesterday's episode, but protesters are camping outside a Portland ICE headquarters, and they've been holding, a, as of the publication of this article, um, a 24-hour vigil. And because they're camped outside, the ICE vehicles can't get out. Uh, I don't know if that's changed since this article was published, but the thing that absolutely blew my mind was the ICE agents were complaining that they couldn't uh, get home to their families. Oh. (laughs) Because of these demonstrators, which the fucking gall of people whose job it is to tear apart families saying, but we can't go be with our families, is like, are you fucking kidding me? Hmm. Are you kidding me right now? Listen, I don't think that your family should be torn apart either. No. But this is some lovely irony. But Ken- Penny's really upset by this. She's like, that's hypocrisy. <laughs> don't they know? Penny, um, they do know. They don't I'm care. I'm surprised at this point that they haven't, like, had just had, like, ho- hoses brought out on them and were like, get uh, out of here. Yeah, I mean, yet. Um, or, like, cops in riot gear. Like, yeah, that that's always like they try to ignore it and just hope everybody will go home. But you can follow what's happening on Twitter. Hashtag surround ice. Hashtag I occupy ice PDX. Um, and yeah, this is badass. I hope people all over the country use this as a model of how to resist the deportations. Penny, what is happening? Are you so upset? Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, this professional podcast, right? People mm-hmm. always take like cat breaks to speak with their cat, right? Listen, I don't think that a lot of podcasts that I listen to have enough cat breaks. I agree. <laughs> I told, I will watch shows with Penny and she'll be cuddling with me and I'll talk to her out loud and be like, not enough cats, right? <laughs> like that was her critique mm-hmm. of the show. Yep. She was like, I don't feel represented in this. Listen. Like how does Westworld not have a single fucking cat? And don't tweet me that they had a tiger, okay? That's not a that cat. That is not the same thing. How is there not a goddamn single domestic cat in Westworld? I don't buy it. You need them to take care of rats. Yes, right, Penny? Even in a computerized Android. Say, who's eating the buggies Westworld. and the rats? Yeah. I I'm very angry by it. Um so yeah, uh shout out to everybody. Oh, and if you're participating in this, Please tell us what's going on. Hashtag light trees and pod. Or if you know anybody who's participating in it. Uh, I was so encouraged and happy to see the photos of the vigil and people surrounding the ice center. Uh, fuck ice. Fuck them hard. Ooh. They should be disbanded. They should. Yes. Um, also in good news, voting news, which obviously is important for reasons we talked about on this episode. A judge has uh, striked down the Kansas voter law. Um, And this is my favorite shade being thrown by a judge. So a federal judge struck down the Kansas voter citizenship law that Secretary of State Chris Kobach had personally defended and then ordered him to take classes um, on, uh, what were the classes? Like learning about uh, a proper way to oversee an electoral system, (laughs) which I love so much. I like that every once in a while a judge can just order you to do something. (laughs) I mean, that it sounds for good, like overall terrifying. Right. But the fact that they can be like, you're going to go do this. And if you don't, 
jail. Well, also just how humiliating that must have been. Like, cause you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Judge Julie Robinson, of course it was a woman. Also ordered Kobach, who is seeking the Republican nomination for governor to take more hours of continuing legal education after he, he was found in contempt and was frequently chided during the trial over missteps. Cause the trial was a fucking disaster. <laughs> it was an 118 page ruling. <laughs> Jesus. Robinson ordered a halt to the state's requirement that people provide proof of citizenship in order to register to vote. The decision holds the potential to make registration easier as the August and November elections approach, which is very good news. Robinson's ruling amounted to a takedown of the law that Kobach had championed and lawmakers approved several years ago. She found that it disproportionately impacts duly qualified registration applicants while only nominally preventing non-citizen voter registration. Yeah, girl. Yeah, it does. Um, so, yeah, just just delightful. In like a season of bad news about voting rights, this is a huge win. It's, this is a really big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, and also just the added humiliation of a lady judge telling Chris Kobach, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you need to go take some classes is always, like always the lady judges epic, who are like epic. Who, yeah. <laughs> just ruin people who need to be ruined. I bet when she said that the courtroom gasped. <laughs> just, just, <gasps> well, everyone took off their powdered wig. Well, I never. But I'm also like, are, is, are we living in the flashback of the handmaid's tale? You know, whenever they like, mm-hmm. they go back and they're like, and there were lady professors. And you're like, what? Oh, I need to get on season two so bad. <sighs> season one, I loved it, but I, it, I know the emotional like toll it's going to take on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I want to watch season two so bad. I just need to be in the right headspace. I <laughs> like, in the same way that I really respect people who are like, um, I'm sure it's a very good show. I just cannot watch it. Yeah. Like I get that. It really is. It's not like hate watching because it's a very good show, but it's, it's something in that family because I watch it and I'm just like horrified, but it is so enjoyable to watch it. Cause it's such a well-crafted. What was that other show? show? Netflix picked up another Margaret Atwood show or based on a book. Alias Grace. Yes. And it didn't, get the same kind of it didn't it's a great show levity um i think because it's a period piece oh okay i didn't watch it but i Uh, wanted to it's great it's very it's very margaret atwood it's like very dark um biting social uh commentary edward holcroft is in it my husband um thank you i i know you meant to congratulate me i don't know who that is uh he's a very hot british actor oh i'm in congratulations thank you so much uh and the woman who plays uh grace is very good as well i'm i I, watch it it's good it's very good is it is it as bleak as handmaid's tale it's about uh, a woman who is perceived by society as being difficult and like what happens to her so something that i aspire to be i aspire to be a difficult woman she is accused (laughs) of something and you never know if she did it or not Oh, okay. and you go back and forth. You're right. like, oh, this poor victim who's being used by society. But she's also like Edward Holcroft plays her, th- uh, her psychologist, I think. And he's there to like study her. And there are times where it's like, is she manipulating him? Mm. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know why I never recommended that. I think it was just one of those things I like watched in an afternoon. And then I was like, that was really good. And then I like forgot. about <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But it is very good. 
So, oh, while we're on the subject of recommendations, what is your like stuff you wanted to recommend? Oh, okay. So, um, real quick, the new trailer for the Halloween movie that's coming out. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, it is. It looks, it looks like a mix of like classic Halloween with like a very mild tone of the Rob Zombie Halloween. Okay. There's the the fact that it has so much more money and that it's yeah bigger um, budget bigger budget um a little bit bleaker in the trailer it definitely looks scary but without that rob zombie kind of like gross gore slimy kind of yeah feel to it oh um, by the way while we're on the subject um plug your podcast my podcast is dirty little horror we talk about horror movies. We talk about we watch a new horror movie every week, and then we talk about it. We find all the gay subtext we can find. Yes. Um, we found that there is a, uh, a lot of animal abuse in a lot of horror movies we've been watching mm-hmm. recently. Which I'm like, we need to stop that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it also makes sense, right? Like, so many serial killers start by hurting animals. Yes, but that, I mean, that then there's I'll talk about it off mic, sure. but something about hereditary where I was just like, hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yes, uh, I host it with my friend Chris. You can find us on Twitter at Dirty Horror Pod. We were just, uh, that's on my stuff, listed on a website or an article on hornet.com of the 32 uh, queer and LGBT friendly <gasps> podcasts you should listen to. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, we've only done seven episodes. Wow, so congratulations. Thanks. That's amazing. But I wrote the author, on, I DM'd him and I was like, thank you so much. I, that was really random. And he goes, you were recommended to me by a friend. So keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, we just started. That's so cool. But it is. It Word of really mouth, cool. bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Trailer for the new Halloween. It's uh, Yeah. So Jamie Lee Curtis came back. But they're like pretending that oh like all the sequels didn't happen. Charles, did you see the fucking trailer for Dumbo? No, I saw like a very brief clip and went just like, no, I can't. Dumbo's the one car- Disney movie that I watched like twice L- and never again. Legitimately traumatized. That and The Fox and the Hound. I think I blocked that out of my nope. memory. I think I saw I it. I ball my face off. Um, Ma'am? Penny. Oh, the please grooming. stop that. Uh, what else you got? Um, the other thing, um, Leslie Jones on Twitter is live tweeting. She's watching all the seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and it is, she is so knee deep in the drama and she loves it she like has gotten so many queens to respond to her telling her like stuff that happened backstage <gasps> where i'm just That's like that amazing. makes me like finding out new things about the show i thought you were gonna say world cup but that's so much better rupaul's drag race she just ended season five she's about to start season six she's gonna love bianca del rio i know <gasps> she will and then we need when we move in you're gonna start watching a lot of drag race yeah can you make <laughs> me watch from the beginning from the beginning because i have been procrastinating so badly and rachel's so mad at me yeah i mean the first season you get the the season one filter where everything just looks like it has che- like Vaseline over oh, the I love lens. It. Um, but it's a yeah. little shepherd. Yeah. It gets, filter. it gets really, really uh, out there. And then the other, what was the other thing I had? You said you had Broadway stuff. Oh um, yes. Um, but I've plugged it many times. Mean girls and SpongeBob fucking watch them. Oh, you saw SpongeBob. I saw SpongeBob. Nice. I've seen it twice now. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it is amazing. It's not what you think it is. Also, watch it maybe it wouldn't hurt to maybe go a little bit high because <laughs> it's spongebob a little bit high a little bit high just to watch oh, the show go like high okay yeah. i in my head i was like what like balcony seats no they uh they <laughs> even at the merch thing because i usually buy at any show i go to i usually buy a coffee mug mm-hmm. if they have them and i was looking through all the stuff they had and there was a little 
jar and it says candy dish. And I was like, that's a candy dish? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put your candy in it. And I was like, it's a little small. And they're like, you're adult candy. Excuse me? And so they sell like a thing to hold your weed at SpongeBob. (gasps) That's amazing. And then I also recently saw the show Afterglow, which is a uh, Broadway play that has full frontal male nudity. Thank you. you. um, All three of the men in the show, full dong. Great. uh, At least once. Um, It's about time. It's it's 2018. It's a show about a polyamorous couple who has, um, I mean, one of them, I mean, they all kind of have sex together, but like one of the men and the other guy are married, but then that guy is also seeing like they're actually dating. Mm -hmm. But it was very interesting to watch because in relationships that I've had, I've been all three of those people. Right. Um, So it was just like very heady. And then also penis. Great. There's not enough dick in live theater. Yep. Uh, great recommendations. I was going to say something about SpongeBob that I there forget. The girl who plays Pearl, which is Mr. Krabs' daughter. Oh, I heard insane. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I, the second time I watched it because I was expecting it and waiting for her to get on stage. I, her solo tears. Yeah. And I was like, I'm watching SpongeBob and I'm crying and I'm an adult human person. Oh my God. Um, a friend of mine said that she was at, uh, SpongeBob and there was like a five-year-old girl sitting behind them and this is a visual and I apologize because no one will be able to see it but just know that this little girl was having like a come to Jesus moment where she said she was just sitting there and she was like <laughs> like so <laughs> intensely like like she was at church waving her hands um, and like deadly serious the whole yeah. time like SpongeBob <laughs> I was like oh that's amazing I mean the tone of the show is also um, it's it's not beating you over the head with it, but it, there's um, some uh, like you don't belong here, you don't belong with us kind of stuff. Sure. Like a little bit of racism yeah. that's happening under the sea. It's and always good to teach little kids that it's not okay to gang up on people or, or creatures who are perceived as others. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. that was a message I wasn't successful. That's expecting. the message of so many like Disney Pixar films where it's like, don't be a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just be kind. And I was like, yeah, we can all learn that lesson, right? It's the name of the new Pixar movie coming out. Don't be a fucking piece of shit. Don't be by Alison Kilkenny. <laughs> and it's just me screaming at an audience for two and a half hours. But animated. And, but I'm animated and I'm adorable. <laughs> My eyes are big. Ooh, I want to know what you would look like as a Pixar character now. Yeah, me too. Does anyone work for Pixar and want to waste some time? <laughs> and not do your job? Hashtag like trees and pod. Uh, yeah, we got animators who listen. Come on, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this funny little muddle called Light Trees and News. Please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Follow. What's your uh, handle for Dirty uh, Little Horror? On, did, on, on Twitter, it is at Dirty Horror Pod. Go listen to that. Dirty Little Horror is too long and it won't fit. Right. So. That was my issue with um, Light Trees and Light Trees and News. Yeah. yeah. Um, just add pod on the end of everything. Just add pod. It's a podcast. You know what's up. Uh, what if someone didn't get it until now and they were like, well, podcast, <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. Um, it's half the word. Yes. So uh, please go follow them. Listen to their show as well. When am I going to be a guest? It's, when uh, it's fine. When we have the technology to do that. Okay. We haven't had any guests. You are first. Uh, you know you guys can use my soundboard oh. when we live together. Sure. 
yeah. if once I, I as long as I don't mess anything up because I'm scared to touch it. Uh, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Okay. <laughs> but I also might steal you guys as guests as well. Okay. It's a two-way street, baby. Deal. Uh, we'll cross-promote. We're going to have you on for the Babadook, I think. <gasps> yes. Gay icon, the Babadook. Yeah. Guys, uh, please go to lighttreason.news. Hit that donate button for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. You can support this show, keep it going, and uh, make it so that we can thrive. And yeah, I have a Patreon too that I have unplugged in many moons. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Over there right now, you can listen to a new episode of The Window. The smash hit The Window. <laughs> I'm still confused people listen to it. And also the uh, the script reading of the Mystery Weekend oh, notes. It was so fun. And I added sound effects. And honestly, it's just like a thrilling ride. Um, uh, it's only 10 minutes, so it's a real quick listen if uh, you're looking for more content. Even after we move in together, I'm still going to insist on my snail mail. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So <laughs> Just because I, it'll be ridiculous. Did you get the last letter I sent? Yes, I did not open it. Okay, I, I wrote it and I was like, this is going to be super weird when I just like have to slide it under your door. Yeah, that can work. No, no, no. I want it mailed. You want it mailed? Want it ma- what a diva. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's fine. You've earned Kidding. it. Uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and yeah, guys, thank you so much for all of the support. Like I said, if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about today, we want to hear from you. Hashtag light trees and pod. Please follow us on Instagram. Facebook. Go like us on Facebook. That's a big deal. It counts a lot. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please, I hope you're subscribed to the show by now. But if you haven't left a five-star review, and I know it will be a five-star review, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are moved, leave a comment about if you are enjoying the show. That helps a lot, too, because that's how we get, like, ranked on the iTunes charts and stuff like that. Sorry I said iTunes like that. That was weird. iTunes? iTunes? (laughs) Have you heard of the iTunes chart? Itens. And, yeah, please enjoy your week. And while you're doing stuff. Wait, I could do this over again. (coughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. I nailed it.